we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin Wood. we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. The believer cannot be afraid of the lights. The believer cannot be content with being background. That is in contradiction to what it means to be a believer. You must be willing to stand out. You must be willing to get out of your place of comfort because as believers, we don't do comfort zones. We are not permitted to do that. So we cannot embrace or even tolerate a life of low self-esteem, a life lived in the shadows. We, we, we ain't CIA, no, we police. We, 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 work, we work the beat, all right? Now, we gave you three things uh, right up front last week. I'm going to open them up and throw them at you. I'm going to open them up. We said that the believer is always, and that's you, Say, I am always relevant. Say, I am always necessary. And say, I am always valuable. You got to know that about yourself. That you are never irrelevant. Never. Impossible. And you are always necessary and you are always forever valuable. You cannot, you can't afford me. That's why we, we have to be gifted to persons because they cannot afford us. See, then that changes your... We talked about that last week. Let me, let me do it again. Let me do it again. But you have to be gifted and there's only one being that can gift you. That's God. You have to be gifted. And that's why you want to let God do that. Because you cannot be bought. Who can afford you? Who got that much to afford you? Glory be to God. So you must be gifted. Okay, let's keep on going. We said, we said some other things. We said to you that, that salt, um, we spoke of three major elements of salt. There are more, but these three we focused on last week. That salt seasons. It preserves and it, it ensures constant movement. Now, the text says that if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? 
This is very important because the principle here is that whatever we intend to release, we must possess. You cannot release what you don't possess. That needs to go on Facebook too. You cannot release what you do not possess. Just in case they stream it, let me say this. You cannot be a spiritual mother. Because mother is not in you. Spiritual mother ain't in you yet, so how can you be somebody else's spiritual mother? Y'all still here? No, you are not at the place yet to be spiritual father. Because you don't have the spiritual or the father enough to be spiritual father. So you cannot release what you do not possess. That is criminal. That's stealing. Like, I mean, how you could give away my car? That's stealing. That's a crime. So if you don't possess it and you're giving it away, you are committing an offense. You're involved in illegal activity. Glory be to God. And I, I feel like I'm back in my high chair for Bible study on Tuesday nights during the pandemic. Because I used to just preach the whole body of Christ and just didn't care. I just preached the whole world. And, and call that out because we get too many people teething in the body of Christ. Who give it out what they don't possess. Hmm. Who preaching what's not in them. That's teething. I come in though. I ain't dead. So whatever we release as salt, we must possess. So that's what Jesus said. Jesus says, you can't season if you're insulting. If you're trying to season without being salty, you only garnish and you're invisible anyway, so you're making no impact. Only garnishing is put on food that don't really have no impact. It's definitely pretty. But you don't, look at your neighbor and say, you don't make good garnish. Why? Because you're salt. And who's garnished with salt? You can't garnish with it. I mean, garnish is making it look good. Yeah, you can't do it. Unless you're the restaurant, put them in the salt flakes on the thing. Yeah. But, you know, parsley is, you know. So, as salt, you were not designed to, make, to be garnished. You don't make for good garnish. So, you then must have savor. So, here it is that you got to be happy that season. You got to have joy. You got to have life and exuberance. You, you, must preserve, you must be preserved. There must be tenacity and strength and, and vitality on the inside of you. There must be that indomitable spirit that lives on the inside of you as the salt of the earth. You got to be constantly moving. That's what salt does. So you got to possess that too. Whatever you are releasing, you got to possess. And there are many believers that want to go out there having street meetings, evangelizing, giving out tracts, but don't possess what they want to give out. And we cannot be guilty of that. We got to possess it before we try to distribute it. And I'm, I'm, I'm coming to something now. So all of that, we shared on last week, and our teaching topic is, I am salt. Say that. All right, I am salt. That is what Spirit of God has challenged all of us 
to realize and to walk worthy of that we are salt. So we have to be salty. We must possess salt. This is so good. Let's go into where I want to go now today. When you go to Matthew 5, verse 13, I want to make a statement again. Let me be a little life and body of Christ at the same time. The church is not the salt of the earth. That must be established. The church is not the salt of the earth. We need to fix that. And those of there who like to put these posts out there online of what the church ain't doing, the church is not the salt of the earth. We like to get out there and some of y'all just join them. Be careful what you join. Make sure it makes sense. The church is not the salt of the earth. The church, beloved, is the salt of the believer. The believer is the salt of the earth. The church is effective when it's seasoning the believer. Once you salty, the life is doing its job. Now, if you are not seasoning the earth, then it's on you. Now, let's use the same text. Oh my, he says, if the, if, the, if the salt has lost its savor, then it's therefore good for nothing. The believer seasons the earth so the believer can't lose its savor. The church seasons the believer. So the church can't lose its savor. And we cannot, like what I'm saying, be guilty of functioning without savor. Become, being a place where people come to and give their money and shout and dance, but they care, season, nothing. They bland. It's the church's job. We got to make sure the things rusting in here. You know when the salt is in the air, things is rust. This church got to be of such that you can't come here and not get salt on you. That's the role of the church, to make sure the people have salt. It's not the role of the church to season your neighbor who live next to you in Pinewood. We seasoned you. The church doesn't infiltrate. The church empowers and releases. This is going to help you around the break room, but they don't believe you, they don't understand it. But it's not the job of the church to go out there and change the world. It's the job of the church to prepare people to change the world. This is game changing because many people believe that because they're part of the church, the church was a run a street meeting. No, you're supposed to change your neighbor. You're supposed to transform your coworker. And we like to give the church assignments and we feel accomplished because we are part of a church. Now understand the church does so many things that we do. And when we do these things, the individual feels accomplished because my church busy. You will not be allowed to take credit for what your church is doing. Every man shall give an account according as his work shall be. 
So, so you need to understand this, get this in good, that the spiritual experience and mighty high heaven encounters that we have in here is the church doing its job at seasoning you. That's why I scare the church that ain't got no power, no fire, no word. You don't get no power, you don't get no fire, you don't get no word, then you ain't seasoning nobody. <laughs> there must be word, there must be presence, there must be the power of God, there must be active. Wow. Glory to God. Second Corinthians 3 and 18 is not on the list, not on the script, but put it up there for me, please. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. So crazy right here. Um, what this text says. Uh boy. But we all, with open face, behold, as in a glass, the word glass there is the word mirror. We behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are changed into the same image from glory to glory. All right, so we behold with open face the glory of the Lord. And when you see the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord becomes a mirror, but it becomes a mirror that transforms you from glory to glory means from your glory to God's glory. That's a lot. So the idea is... This is talking about Moses. Moses goes on the mountain, sees the glory of God. Remember that in the book of Exodus? He goes up on the mountain. He has an encounter with God. When Moses comes down from the mountain, they got to put a cloth over him. Because the glory that he was exposed to came on him. I'm trying to build something here. The glory, Shaquille, that Moses was exposed to was transferred to him. And the text says, this is so crazy, but, what it says, but what? So this experience is not limited to Moses. If you, if you, if you, y'all checking me out now, if you read the previous verses, you will see that this text is talking about Moses. Just make sure I ain't lying. Check it out. 15, 16, you read them verses, you see, it's talking about Moses. Right? So Moses has an encounter where he sees the glory of God, he's exposed to the glory, and the glory gets on him. Now he becomes a vehicle of glory. So much glory on him that he even don't realize the glory on him because him and the glory become one. Him and the glory becomes one. He comes down from the mountain and the people covered him because he was so bright. He didn't cover himself. Because he was just, he was walking glory. After his encounter with glory, he became glory. We are the house of his glory. So people come to the church house to have the same experience that Moses had on the mountain. This is why in your Bible, the church is referred to as Mount Zion. This is the mountain, this is the high place, the place that you go to for an encounter with glory. So when you encounter glory in the church house, you should leave with glory on you. That's why Jesus got so hot when he got to the church and said, this is the kind of foolishness y'all doing inside the church. People come here for glory and y'all doing dumbness. That's why he whipped them out of the temple. But then watch this. When he died and he ascended to the heaven, the Bible says that the, the curtain that separated the holy, the most holy place from the temple, that curtain was split from the top to the bottom. Meaning that the glory was no longer limited to the pulpit, but it hit the pew. Oh. Is this too much Bible? Y'all all right? Bible says that the veil, remember, remember from primary school, from grade 7, grade 8, grade 9, um, RK, that the veil was split from top to bottom. 
What that meant was behind the veil was where the glory was restricted. When he split the veil, that means the glory no longer is restricted to one area. It can now fill the house. That means now from here on in, all you got to do now is make it to the house. Glory to God. Before you had to be a high priest to make it behind the curtain. And the high priest go behind the curtain and tell you how sweet it was. Now the veil has been rent, so you ain't got to go behind the curtain. The glory is all over the house. Glory be to God. And once you get to the house, you should have an encounter with the glory. And if ain't no glory in the house, it ain't his house. Y'all still yeah. So, we, that's how we get people salty. That's how we get the matali kubrahandio. That's how we get people salty because the glory should be in here. You come here and there's an impartation of glory to your life. Are y'all writing? Y'all getting all this? is a lot of things. Because I want y'all to go ahead and really get this soaked in because watch this. You don't get what's supposed to happen. You get what you believe is supposed to happen. Let me say that again. You don't, I just told you what's supposed to happen. You come in here, are exposed to that glory, and there's a release of glory on your life. If you don't expect that, it won't happen. And we could come into this place, me go rabba, this is so good right here. Watch this. <laughs> the Bible says that um, Peter, James, and John was there with Jesus when he went on the mountain. In Matthew 17. But only Jesus one had glory on him. You only get what you believe for. Glory be to God. And so if you don't expect glory, you could be right next to glory and don't get nothing from it. The glories rest on Jesus 1. Peter and John was there and said, ooh, this off the chain, eh? At least in the case of the children of Israel, they were not on the mountain. So it was cool that only Moses had glory and they had none. But now for these brothers, they was there right next to Jesus. Jesus got glory and they got none. The thing came on Jesus, but didn't go on them. Glory to God. Well, no, it wasn't for them. Yeah, it wasn't for Peter to walk on water either. Teach dancer. Teach dancer. I see, I see y'all being deep. No, that, no, she would understand theologically. It was to separate that Jesus was the only begotten son of God. That's what walking on the water was too. You can preach, read the whole book now. Let's talk the whole book. Walking on the water was not for Peter. It was for Jesus. But faith activated in Peter. And Peter said, man, I won't walk on this. If this is you, let me walk on water too. Prove me use Jesus. Jesus said, cool, let him come. I command Peter, Peter you, hold on, you see this? <laughs> you see this? Yeah, come. That boy started walking on that water. That boy started walking on that water. Now God didn't let me walk on the stage, so I ain't coming. <laughs> if he does, I will. But he, he did not, so I'm going to back up. But that boy started walking on that water. And so if, if you don't, for those of you that, 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 let me give you Denzel's, Denzel's rule of all the schooling that I've done, one of Denzel's rules is this. If someone get an A, I can get an A. I, 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 I don't like the idea of, of being on the part of the curve where I got to get curved up. That's an insult to me. If someone get an A, I get a D, leave my D. Don't curve me and give me no B. Because you only confirm that a person is that much smarter than me. That's offensive to me. Y'all know what waiting on the curve is, right? 
That's when they're stretching and testing this, this life. So people who fail is let them pass. But watch, it's the same kind. Many of us getting glory on the curve. You just benefited from somebody else tapping in. I don't want to glory on no curve. If you behold him, I can behold him too. If you could get access, I can access too. Jesus allowed Peter to walk on water to show him whatever I do, you can do. So if Jesus did that, Jesus to Peter, so you mean we have service tonight and viewer tap in and I say, oh, she definitely in Jesus. She even in Peter. Subject to like passions as we are. So if we come here to life tonight and Vera tap in, she cry and she boo in and she getting a breakthrough from God and I in the same service and I get, no, the devil is a liar. If she getting a breakthrough, that means he in this place too. And so there ain't no way she gonna tap into glory in this room and I can leave here and say, boy, I didn't get what I come here for. Boy, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, it wasn't hot tonight. Any service I'm in, true story, call it common, call whatever you do. Call it whatever you want to call it. When somebody go in and I in, I just get mad. Hold on, let's go. Let's go. I get in. No, no, as I scared, I know. I want you leave me. Don't leave me over here in the outer court. <laughs> oh, yeah, boring. I will stay over here. No. When I, now, see, if, if I go in the service and everybody dead, I could. And then I hear one, I hear one mother say, Glory, glory, hallelujah. No, but you gotta leave me. No, one, all, I need, all I need is somebody to get something. If someone go in, no, boo-boo, you ain't leaving me. I, mother, I know what you catch. I know what hits you, but I come in there. On that resurrection, hey, I get it too. On that resurrection morning, I get it too. All us getting together, I ain't going to let you leave me out there. If it's a hymn, if it's a chorus, I come in. Because I ain't want it on the curve. Because what happens is on the curve, the one who got on top, they carry me. I got so much to share. The one on top of the curve is the one carrying me. Say I wasn't designed to be carried. The text is always so specific when people are being carried. When Jesus come around, the boy was laid to the gate daily. Acts chapter 3, John chapter 5, and he was laid at the pool. Something like, like Holy Ghost don't like when people carry you because you don't desire to be carried. you designed to carry. Glory to God. Man born of four dug a hole in the roof and lowered him down to ensure that he wasn't carried no more. You are not supposed to be a load on anyone. You are not designed to be someone's burden. I can say it again. You have not been designed to be someone's burden. Jesus gone to that pool. All people are at the pool. He said, no, no, sir. Ah, come. You've been here too long. 38 years? People been carrying you for 38 years? Hmm. 
Write this in your own notes. How long have I been carried? Mm-mm. Can I throw something in there? I don't, I, don't believe, I don't care what kind of job and how much man of God you is and how anointed you are. I don't believe in men carrying women. Even if you don't got no job, if you was a house, a stay-at-home wife, he should not be carrying you. What do you mean he carry? No, he's not carrying you. you. If you drop the house, the thing could collapse. See, it's a, men- Yo, you see it? it's a mindset. It's a mentality. This man ain't carrying you. But you know why? You're no job. You, you, have, a, you have a mind your turn? Oh, some men getting mad at me. No, no, you... No, no, you ain't carrying me. We carrying this together. All right, I tell you what, I'll do nothing. You carry the whole thing then. Since you carrying me, let me sit across my leg. Come take me for the ride. No, this thing will collapse. No, no, we carrying this together. Glory to God. No, you are not designed to be a burden. Everything you're part of, you're going to see yourself as a partner. Say it slow, Denzel. Everything that you are a part of, you should view yourself as a partner. Everything that you are a part of, you should view yourself as a partner. If you are a janitor, you are a partner. You got to say, I don't care how people see you, I'm worried about how you see you. You must see you in the right way. You must understand, Janaya, you are keeping the thing going. Whether you're in upper, mid, or lower management, or no management at all. You are a partner. Glory to God. Marriages would be more powerful if we understand that going in. We're partners. No, it don't matter how much money I bring, we are partners. That's the principle. You could be bringing in all the money. We are partners. 100, 100. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash thelifeexperience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.